Hey, this is a Hakawati production. Hey, friends, welcome to the show. This whole COVID 19 thing has taken a heavy toll on most people and businesses here in the Middle East and all over the world for that matter. But that is not the case for the company we're talking about today. Au contraire. My next guest is the head of video and creative at TikTok Middle East. Before that, he was also head of marketing and VP of partnerships and special projects at Anrami. He was once a DJ on the Mix FM radio station in Lebanon. And, fun fact, he also dabbles in stand up comedy. Please welcome Rami Zaidan. Hi, Rami. Hello. Thanks for being on the show. It's great to have you. Thank you for having me. So, first of all, you used to be a DJ on the radio. Do you think radio is dead? Uh, good question. No, I don't think radio is dead. I think uh, in the journey of media in general and in the expansion of the media landscape, what I think happened is each medium started taking and playing a different role. So radio is definitely not dead. I think it plays a gay a role of discovery. It plays a role of discovery of news, a role of discovery of new songs. Uh, it's still in its own way, a social medium that connects to anchors on the radio. Uh, but I definitely think that the attention to radio has dropped significantly with time, not to a level that makes it dead, but to a level that allowed the same information to be discoverable in many other places. Many songs and musicians are still discovered on radio. Many business news is still heard in the car. And I think in the habit of people consuming content on the go, Yeah. Uh, I've seen I've seen an evolution in that during my days with Angami before and now on uh, on TikTok um, on people's uh, openness more to utilize uh, 3G connection or 4G connection beyond just Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. People used to always be like worried that they're going to consume their their data, but now people are using it freely and and having on-demand content even on the go, right? Absolutely. The more data is going to become cheaper and the more data is going to become faster. The and more radio is going to be dead. The more, the more <laughs> the role of radio. And yeah, and we used to give that example. We said now in the car, which is, which I think is the main place where people listen to radio, there is CarPlay and Android Auto. Yeah. So the accessibility to the radio has become tricky. So I think radio stations are still content hubs. Um, the, the radio stations that are not evolving beyond the mic and the studio um are gonna suffer a lot if not suffering yeah. already yeah uh but they do but they still like dj shows and you know dj mixes and hmm dj shows that sounds familiar i've seen some of your tiktok videos um that's what kind of what you've been doing you've been posting some dj videos do you have that whole dj thing set up in your house yes so um as you started i started my journey in music actually in a discotheque doing mixtapes um And then that moved to me doing a DJ in weddings. And then I moved to a radio station in Beirut where I DJed for three years. Uh, and I learned the craft there. Um, and then the DJ in clubs. And then I moved to Dubai. And then I got married and I got kids. And I started working in the corporate world. That got me away from my passion of music. So when you show up in the morning at the TikTok offices in Dubai, what happens next? What do you do? So it's, it's, it's really interesting. Uh, I joined TikTok in November. Um, and TikTok has been, I think, not only the fastest growing uh, company in the world, but one of the fastest evolving companies. Um, TikTok as a company is a short form video platform, which means, and it's become, and all that buzz, if I want to summarize it in a sim simple statement, 
It's because it has a unique content environment. The type of content you see on TikTok is available on many platforms. The only difference is we filter out a lot of content. We don't have live blogging on TikTok. Mm-hmm. You don't have news. You don't have politics. You don't have... So when people come, all they watch are performers from as simple as a dance to as advanced as an English lesson and everything in between. So when we walk into the office every single day, apart from the joyful culture that we have, um, we, you know, we're always talking about different ideas that are going to allow us to introduce new trends. In the past six months alone, when I joined, we had launched the food platform. Food? Which is now one of the, food, which okay. is now one of the biggest content uh, pillars on TikTok. We introduced fashion, which was, uh, which was an amazing experience for me because what we did is we transformed fashion from highly polished for specific people, for a specific audience on social to completely playful and raw and natural on TikTok. You would see uh, influencers on or creators, we call them on TikTok, that come in without makeup and just apply makeup on camera, that come in and start doing transitions and change clothes from wearing a PJ with messy hair to mm-hmm. being you know, super swag and super ready. Mm-hmm. You don't see that. And that expanded the audience who creates and that uh, consumes the content because now the you know the marketing catchphrase of for someone like me became an evidence of what that was. And not only that, I think the the main highlight for me and the biggest learning was when you're sitting on a platform that is really covering a very wide audience, high percentage of young people in school, high percentage of millennials, high percentage of that diversity of audience demands responsibility. So a lot of the things we also brainstorm every single day is how can we contribute to agendas of the government and do stuff about responsibility? In Ramadan, we had three or four CSR campaigns. We raised over $400,000 for special stuff. We've partnered with many governments. So that's what we do. I think it's we wake up, we go to the office, and we're just ideating and brainstorming all day on how can we instill a change to support creators' community in multiple categories, be it games, be it food, being fashion, being music, you know, at sports. So tell me exactly what you mean. So let's say you come up with a new category. Let's say food. that's a new category for you, or was it there already and you're just trying to develop it? And how do you reach out to the community and encourage them to create content in that category? So my job at TikTok is head of video and creative. So what I do with my team is we're very much anchored at monitoring what the people are doing uh, and how they're doing it, um, and then identifying where it can go and how it can become. Okay. So we look at, uh, so I'll give, you an, I'll give you the example of fashion, which is one of the categories that I was involved in from, from the beginning of its uh, start. Mm-hmm. Here's what we ended up doing. We ended up saying, okay, TikTok is for everyone by everyone. We have a wide age range. What are we going to do in fashion? We started looking at other markets. How are they expressing fashion on TikTok? And then we started looking about what people are doing on TikTok. What we saw that what people love doing on TikTok is transitions, tricks, yeah, uh, simple dances. And mm-hmm. we said, fine, but a lot of those videos are videos of just dancing. Mm-hmm. Can we turn those videos into fashion content? And that's where we started testing and learning. So we started reaching out to all the people who are posting fashion content outside of TikTok. And we said, we'd like to introduce you to TikTok. We have a challenge. 
the challenge means we have a hashtag that we'd like you to use. Mm -hmm. um, and we'd like you to join uh, the community that's going to do that. And we're going to promote that um, ourselves because we want to introduce people to this new format. We provide them with the idea. So we inspire creativity is what we call it. Uh, in order for them not to have to think about what they need to post, we ask them what to post. We show them a demo video. What do they get in exchange? So it's a game of multiple things. If we're inviting someone to open a, a TikTok page, they will get a team for their in, for their onboarding, which means we will support them. And number one, we will teach them the tricks and tips of what works on TikTok and how to TikTok. Yeah. We will teach because everybody's wired social. So this is for like influencers, right? That you want to bring aboard. This is for two types of people. Number one, creators who we want to bring on board. And number two, creators who we feel are doing well already on TikTok, but have the potential to do much better. Okay. And, you know, as we start giving them ideas, getting them to challenges, uh, talking to them, telling them why a video didn't work, telling them why a video did work, uh, giving them the tip of, you know what, don't just, if you're a fashionist or a fashionisto, if that's a word. I don't um, think so. Don't just, <laughs> no, but, but do you just make that up? Um, don't just come in to do fashion, 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 fashion all the time, because then it's an act. Mm -hmm. You really want to showcase your true personality. Yeah. So we invite people to run a split of what we call the 70-30 instead of the 80-20. Um, so we say out of every 10 videos, have seven videos where you're doing fashion. So stick to your context. Mm -hmm. But have three videos where you're doing a challenge, where you're playing with a sticker, where you're doing a dance where you're doing a transition that's not necessarily fashion related, let people discover your personality. Mm. Um, so eventually that drives a completely different narrative and we start working with that. One of the things we recently launched, and I had one right before this, uh, this, uh, this recording session, is we launched the TikTok Creators Academy. I think I need to go there for sure. Is there like an application? <laughs> so it's, uh, yeah. See? Do I need to have good grades <laughs> in Instagram? Because that's not going to work. Uh, Actually, you don't need to have uh, good grades, which is great. Yeah. Uh, because as, as someone of, of my history, that was the first thing I made sure of. I'm like, no grading. Um, but what I can tell you is it's um, the objective of this is two things. We realize that a lot of creators are not famous by design. They are famous by chance because they are gifted. Mm -hmm. What that means is they never learned the crafts of comedy to be comedians and funny on social. They could be funny as a person and people just love their natural ability. But at some point in time, they were reached to a stage where they were becoming stagnant. And I learned that when I did my own stand-up comedy course and I learned the craftsmanship of writing a joke, premise, punchline. Mm -hmm. That opened my eye to say, look, when I'm out with my friends and we're having fun and they laugh at something I say because I'm a friend, um, you take that back and you say, but hold on. Um, if I want to stand on stage and perform to reach a bigger audience and really make them laugh, I can't do what I do with my friends. So the Academy is going to play with that by bringing the people who are doing it right and bringing the people who have put a lot of, who have a lot of experience and who've learned and went through that journey to bring that knowledge to those passionate creators who are still young and upcoming so that we can grow an industry that we want to play a role in the creative community more than just being a platform that hosts videos. It's so interesting that you say that because I had a comedian on a few weeks ago called Maria Shahada and I said exactly the same thing. A lot of people are funny in real life and then you want to create a video and it's hard to translate that life funniness onto to a bigger audience. So can you tell us like, is there one or two specific things that 
that make it translate well that that people have to think about when they're creating that content because because I feel like TikTok is very entertaining and almost all the videos are funny, right? Comedy is one of the biggest categories, bar none, not just on TikTok, like in general. If you look at the favorite series of all time, a lot of them are comedy. If you look at the most famous structures of comedy, you have stand-up comedy, you have series, you have movies, you have... There's so many formats for this amazing genre. Um, and even in stand-up comedies, you have people that improvise, you have people that do punchlines, you have people that do storytelling. This genre is just... It resonates. It brings happiness to a lot of people. So that's why it's... And it's mass. So like, mm. Comedy is for everybody. Food is not right? Football freestyle is not for everybody. Although everyone loves food. So those are two win. I would say those are two winning, like the top two, right? Things that appeal Absolutely. to everyone. Food is also very big because people learn and get inspired by menus. What I'm saying is you, everybody would enjoy a comedy video, Yeah. but people who are curious about food making would be yeah. people who are curious about recipes, right? That's, that's the, the mm -hmm. so we go back to, all right, so how do they do it? I think at some point in time, Um, I think research is very important. A lot of content creators create content impulsively. So a lot of the content is done impulsively. But if you watch the masterclasses and the stories of uh, very famous writers from all over the world, they all say the same thing. I research 80% of the time. Then I start putting notes on a piece of paper until something comes together. And then I have my sketch. And that could be a process of creative making from doing a two-hour movie to a one-hour series episode or to a one-minute story. If you think about one minute, 60 seconds, that's not a short period of time. Mm -hmm. It's not. So, um, But when you, when you impulsively open up and you start talking without having a pre-planned script or storyline in your head, what's, what's going to end up happening is you're going to be thinking and talking at the same time, which means by second 45, you haven't found your thought thread yet. So by one minute, you don't have a good piece of content. Some people are gifted at that, though. That's a, it's a rare talent. There's a lot of people who are gifted. Of course they are. And yeah. those are the people that are, that are sort of getting the fame. But today, if we want to grow a category, let's look at comedy as an example. Let's look at Arab comedy in specific. And let's look at Arab stand-up comedy in an even more deeper. If you look at where stand-up comedy was probably five years ago, what is today, it's probably much bigger than it is. But you talk to all those underground arts and they tell you they're not as mass and appreciated as they should. And I think the message here is if we can get more people to do this, we're going to get more stars discovered. We're going to bring more, a wider audience that can discover this community, which means we're going to create more content, which means this type of content would become more popular. Mm. And Arabs are funny, by the way, uh, Rami. You guys are really funny. Like, I, you know, you meet just average people on the street and they just always have like this sense of humor that you don't find in other parts of the world so i think it's a good part of the world to really focus on having and this yeah, and i'll add mm -hmm. beyond just over and above funny the beautiful thing about the middle east or the arab world in particular it's just a melting point of cultures mm -hmm. which means there's a lot to talk about definitely right yeah so the rooted culture of egypt versus the rooted culture of Saudi versus Abu Dhabi versus uh, Morocco versus Le Lebanon versus there are different. There are so many different. Like I think if you look at the memes on TikTok, like the I think the universal the universal cultural root is the mom beating up the kid. Like that's okay, fine, that's universal. But then when you start digging deeper, see in America that would be called child abuse. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Um, and and 
in, in that in that context, when it comes to the joke in a comedy script, uh, where people are talking about that situation with the mom back when they were kids, that becomes a universal culture thing, as an example. But when you start digging deeper into people talking about how they're raised in UAE and it's very hot and boiling is a 50 or how in Egypt, you know, there are certain slang languages, catchphrases that really stand out. Um, once you start digging deeper into culture, Lebanese comedy is a little bit satirical, for example. Um, once you get deeper into those cultures, uh, it's enjoyable. And to be honest, the Arabic culture is cross-border. Like, we've all been raised on Adel Imam's comedy and plays. There is no not such me, thing but as, I'm not an uh, Arab. But, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, yeah. I mean, I understand. In the Arab world, yeah, yeah. You get what I mean? Yes, definitely. Because the entertainment industry was universal. Like you had the Egyptian yes. shows. Yes, I understand. So you have this like foundation that's common, and then you have these different cultures, so you can kind of all relate and then also make fun of each other at the same time. Yeah, exactly. I love it. So I kind of understand what you do. To be honest, I'm not a big fan of social media. And today I went on, I spent quite a bit of time on TikTok and I was amazed at just the, the breadth of content and the, the quality and the, it's really entertaining. And then just trying to create your own things. I mean, the possibilities are endless. Um, I actually posted my first video. I was all excited about it. And then I looked at other stuff and I was like, wait a minute, mine was so lame. Like, it's so unidimensional because people are doing this amazing stuff. You have to be super creative. But but you know what? It's incredible how many, like, I put one hashtag and I had like 70 views in like three minutes, you know? It's uh, different than Instagram. Is it because it's growing so fast? I mean, it's the fastest growing platform. I was looking at the numbers just to throw them out there. It went from eight to 42 million monthly active users in three years, from eight to 42 million, which is like a six-fold uh, growth over three years, which is incredible. Is that the reason? No. So I'll tell you, I'll tell you the reason. Um, the reason is of two or three folds. Number one, the content that's on TikTok is simple, right? So it's simple, it's real. Most of the time, whatever video you're watching, maybe eight out of 10 times, the creator is looking at you. It's like you're with them. It's like a real experience. Mm -hmm. So this is this is why it's resonating very well. Number two, because we're not a social media platform, we consider ourselves a short form video platform. The way the recommendation model works is it's like you've married a social platform with a streaming service. So when you're on the For You page, the For You page does not show you the content of the people you're following. There's a specific tab for that if you only want to consume that. To, wait, re, re, repeat that it, there's a separate page to see what the content of other people are following. The For You is, yes, so what's For You? The, the main page is For You. Mm -hmm. It's the page where you see content that you like. So you like comedy, keep consuming TikTok content and you're going to, be, the machine is going to recommend more comedy content for you. Okay. You like football, it's going to show you more football. You like food, it's gonna, you like education, it's going to show you more education. I mean, Instagram does this as well, right? Instagram or social media in general does two things. Number one, on the main feed, it shows you the content of the people you're following. So you cannot discover Arami Zaidan if you're on your main feed. You can go to the Discover page, which is a secondary page, Yes. where you're probably lucky to be on the Discover page, where you're probably lucky to be trending, to be big enough to be in it. Mm -hmm. There are people with 100 followers or 1,000 followers who have a million views on their videos because the content really 
resonated. The, the, the category of the content that they created went out to the audience because the For You page doesn't look at following. It looks at, you know, engagement rate. It looks at how people are seeing the full video, who's sharing, who's commenting. So the, the game of For You is you can be anybody and your video can be viral. So it's just a different, uh, the AI is just designed differently. Yes. Yes, exactly. The approach of recommendation is, is, is more specific and it is not defined by any filter. The more you watch TikTok, the more TikTok will know you are. And the difference between, and that's why I said, it's a combination of a social media platform and a streaming platform, because on social media, depending on who you follow, the, the, the algorithm will understand what you like, um, and then show you stuff that are similar and whatever discover what have you. But on streaming services, the recommendation science is very, very, very advanced. The only difference we have there is when you go onto a streaming service, you trigger it. Yeah. You start with a search, you hit play. On TikTok, you open the app and the content is automatically served for you. Okay, okay. So this seems like, I mean, it started out as a dance, mostly dance and music platform. Like kids really uh, took a liking to it, teenagers and stuff like that. And most people still view it like that. And the truth is that their biggest audience is younger age. So how can people that are not 14 use it? Especially like a lot of people are asking how they can leverage TikTok for their business. Um, do you have any like suggestions or ideas how you know, any business really, like how they can go about getting started on TikTok to kind of engage a new audience for their business? Oh, absolutely. What I can tell you is in the Middle East, uh, in the market we're operating in, the, the demographic uh, composition is very much balanced. So we have a very fair split between the post-university 25 and above and the high schoolers and the university students. It's a very well-balanced. And the proof of concept of that is in the fact that we're able to succeed in growing categories like social responsibility, um, learn talk, which is, which is about education, whether it's motivation and advice, or whether it's technology, or whether it's teaching English or teaching Arabic. Um, and uh, the the introduction of celebrities that came in that made this more mainstream that have really broadened that up. So today, the game of it's only for 14 years old, it's a false perception, right? It's why is this perception there? It's because like any technology or company or brand, when you kick off, how you're introduced and what you see becomes the definition in your mind of what this is. It's like when we first started streaming service um, and Rami was... Um, uh, a young uh, startup that's kicking off the app wasn't the best in the world. People thought it was a crappy app. Fast forward seven months later, I can argue, and this is personal, that it's one of the best UI UX in the world. Right? Why this do you say that? Opinion. Why do you say that? Just out of curiosity. I use it, by the way. Because of innovation, right? Because they, in their own way, have innovated streaming services. It became social. They added stories. They added mixtapes. They added uh, the uh, the song recognition uh, radar feature. Uh, uh, there's they've added so many features that said, look, we're not just we're not uh, Winamp from the 1970s. We mm. are a streaming service in 2020. Uh, chat rooms and uh, you know, there's a lot. The whole thing just evolved, and I think that's why it's one of the most successful apps. And same and equally so. We when we went, the reason why I tell the story is because when we began 
we faced a lot of consumers who used to say, yeah, I tried it. It sucked. I said, when did you try it? Two years ago. Did you want to try it now? <gasps> it's so amazing. As TikTok started growing, my job at TikTok, like my job description is one liner, right? Diversify the content. Like, that's my job. Like that's what I do. So we were having a workshop now for new creators on the platform. And we talked that there was a tech guy and he was saying, look, I talk about tech and you know, my episodes are 10 minutes. How do I TikTok? I said, it's very easy. Um, if you've done a review about a phone, open TikTok and summarize that in a minute and talk about the 10 things that people should know. And then a chef came on board and he said, okay, how can I do my, I said, you know what? I have 10 shapes of spoons in my kitchen. I don't know what they're for. Do you need more than a minute to explain to me what those 10 spoons are for? He said, no. I said, I'm fine. Then try to play around with the narrative. And that's where we start going about what we call our mission, which is inspiring creativity to bring in joy. Our job is to is not only to provide a distribution platform and a wide audience. Our job is to understand not only the audience who's consuming, but the audience that's creating. Our job is to go to the audience that's creating and understand their potential. If a creator is not doing very well, before we say, all right, he's not doing very well, we look at potential. Do you know if Instagram does this too? Because, you know, I'm not like a big consumer or user of social media or... Uh, streaming. I mean, except I listen to music and whatever. But I did, does Instagram do this as well? It sounds like like you're very involved with your community and and developing it in a close way. I'm not aware of how. Obviously, everybody does periodic workshops, whether it's once a year or twice a year or whatever it is. How right? often do you guys uh, have these kinds of meetings? Weekly. Okay, amazing. So, if not, if not more, what I can tell you here is. Again, what we the, 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 the difference between us and social media in general is two things. Number one is content infrastructure, right? We're not a platform for everything, and the content infrastructure is not defined by the format. So it's not about when the, when the content will start and disappear. It's not about the length of the video. It's not about... It's the content infrastructure. It's, the, it's that marriage of using the power of the app and the For You page and getting enough content that can allow us to personalize and diversify uh, for the consumer. And it's about us coming to a market where we're saying, look, the attention span of consumers is decreasing. But that doesn't mean that they will only watch 15-second videos. That will only mean that you have three seconds, which we know. That's, that's what attention span. You have three seconds to pitch in your idea. But that also means that if you can say something in 30 seconds, don't say it in seven minutes. It's mm -hmm. like the saying that meeting could have been an email, right? Yeah. So it goes back to, look, again, there's a lot of people who turn to social media, who turn to blogs, who to connect, to share their knowledge. And not every, so if I'm a specialist in a specific to topic, that doesn't, does not necessarily mean I'm a specialist in marketing. If I'm a singer, I'm talented in singing. Like you want to talk music to me, I'll talk music to you like and how to craft the music. But not all the musicians are extroverts and can go out and start. To, they need their crew around them. And mm -hmm. what we're trying to do is we're saying, in this current day and age, if what we have is content infrastructure, if what we have is vision and commitment to support the community, if what we have is a large team that's supporting content creators and what we call the TikTok Creators Academy, which is a weekly sessions and beyond that and projects that we're doing with partners. Can, can I really um, join that academy? I'm really interested. 
Of course you can. So I'll, I'll we'll connect after this. I'll, I'll I'll give you the schedule of the courses. We'll probably work with you on creating a course for podcasters and how they can uh, promote their their content on uh, on TikTok today. If we look at the podcasting community, um, I'll give you various ideas. So when I started podcasting with Anrami, um, obviously we were four people in a room. Uh, a year later, we we're like a hundred and talking about in the Middle East podcast forum, talking about how to start a podcast, um, what mics do you need uh, and all that stuff. A year later, um, we were 300 people. One of us, one of the companies got $400,000 in seed funding. Another company had 16, a portfolio of 16 podcasts that we managed. Another company was managing uh, four uh, podcasts for a client. Um, so when you activate the community, more work comes out. But what was common across the board was everybody was suffering with marketing and everybody was using audiograms to put their context on, on, on social media. And it's really, really hard. And I'll argue that it's really hard to engage with a picture that has a waveform on it because like radio is today. And you, and we started our discussion with radio, the, a lot of the anchors that are famous are also active on social. So people are connected with them as people like they are connected with them when they're on their show. Yeah. So today, what we're telling podcasters, and I'll give my example. I have a podcast. It's called The Story of Hip Hop. I did that podcast to learn the craftsmanship of creating a podcast. So when I'm talking to the podcasting community, I know what I'm talking about, at least from trial and the mistakes that I've made. What I want to do now is, and I just opened my page on TikTok, and what I want to do now is I have an episode that's 20 minutes. In that episodes, there are at least five to six short stories that I can break into five to six TikTok videos. And I'm going to stand there uh, on the in front of the camera and talk about those stories. So you're talking about your podcast? You're breaking up your podcast, 20-minute podcast, into five-minute uh, videos for TikTok? Yes, but not. I'm not going to take the audio from the podcast and stand and lip-sync it. I'm going to literally open up the script or listen to it again, write up a note, write up a one-minute script, and then stand in front of the camera and talk about it. Did you know that hip-hop was found in 1972 in Sedgwick Avenue in New York by a guy called Cool Herc, who used to play the vinyls and did the loop of a break, which was the drumbeat section of a disco song, because he didn't like disco, and that's how hip-hop was born. What year was it? 1972. Nice. <laughs> okay. All right. I mean, that's one video, and people go, oh, I didn't know that. And then the second video would say, do you know why breakdance is called breakdance? Breakdance is called breakdance because in 1972, when Cool Herc started doing the breaks and looping them on vinyls, dancers started dancing on the break. That's why it's called breakdance. On the break? On the break, on the break loops. Well, that was one of the best dancing trends of all times. Oh, yes. Um, <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's a culture. And yeah. that culture, like football freestyle, is actually living and growing on TikTok because today... The culture of the streets is not really available in, in cities that are all highways. Um, so it can live on TikTok and then stay alive as an underground piece of art. Yeah. So that's that's the game that we're trying to play. And we're saying there's the chef talk about spoons, the mm -hmm. podcasters summarize you, the tech person, because there's always a way to simplify your story. And I think the gameplay of really forcing the one minute is a creative gameplay of forcing you to simplify the story. That's what businesses can do as well. Oh, yes. Please do not give me a 30-second intro just telling me and reminding me of the troubles that I have and why the last five seconds are going to talk about your product and how it's going to solve my solution. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so there's a lot of that. And I think that's what we're trying to change. We're trying to be more involved in the content creation process. And it's very simple. Like, if there's better content that's being created, everybody's winning including TikTok. Yeah, it's really fun, actually. I was really pleasantly surprised. And I really wish I had more time like, to spend learning on it. And uh, anyways, it's been really great speaking with you today. And thank you so much for sharing all your, your stories and uh, anecdotes. And uh, I mean, there's so much more to talk about. So maybe we can have you on at, at some other point when, uh, when you have some news to share with us. Anytime. Great. Well, take care, thank Rami. Thank you. Have a good one. Take care. That's all for today. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media. For more great content and some great merch that matches your taste in podcasts, check out my website, themensroom.show. Peace.